Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Vouch Vomitary brought to you by On My Grown, the podcast. I am your co-host, Melanie Mitchell. And I'm your other co-host, Rodney Boyd. And let's get straight into this thing. Yeah, sorry we're a little delayed. Impact. Yeah, sorry, y'all. Um, I had my sister's birthday dinner last night and I had the itis when I got home. So that's why we could not record yesterday. Um, this is a very triggering episode for me. Very, very <laughs> triggering. Um, I had to make me a, a tall glass of sangria and listen to some Mary J. Blige when it was all over. So let's just. <laughs> well, um, so we see uh, we, we pick right back up where we left off at the last episode with um, Issa and Lawrence kind of looking at each other in, in the in the place. And she Issa asks Lawrence, what you been up to? And we see what Lawrence has been up to. My man has been out here just slaying bodies all over the couch they bought together. That's what made it so just, how dare you? You know, that was something you bought. It, the montage was just ridiculous. Like, it just, it was like, okay, yay, he's going to get to work. Oh, it started off so nice. It was like, oh, look at Lawrence. Go ahead, Lawrence, doing your thing at work. And I was looking for fake-ass Maya, and she wasn't there. I don't know if she transferred. She just ran out of niggas in the office to hunch. But she wasn't in that little snapshot. Well, I felt and like then, they were just trying to show like he was more focused at work, mm-hmm. like and not including her, you know. But yeah, anyway. Um, and then it just became this hunch montage, low key. Well, you had you so you have you have Chad's bachelor party in there, you know, which was. Did you see? I just watched the episode again on my phone. And uh-huh. I caught so much more. Did you see the tattoos on the stripper's butt? I know that hurt to hurt. It was like animal print. Yeah, I saw all that. <laughs> and then he was like, yeah. um, so Chad was like, oh, y'all y'all leave. He kicked all the dudes out and stayed with the two strippers. And I'm just like, only Chad. Then it cuts to them at a bar in their tuxedos because it's implied and <laughs> that Chad got left at the altar and he said all his grandmothers were there. And I was like, oh, right. how many do you have? Both? Or... <laughs> She, well, you gotta, you gotta figure maybe some people, you know, they their parents get divorced and they get step grandmamas or daddy or granddaddy had some extra family. I don't know. That was funny, but we knew sure. we knew the moment we found out Chad was about to be married that it wasn't gonna happen. I thought he might have reformed before. I thought he might have learned to act right. But the biggest, the biggest thing in the montage that well, not the biggest, but a big thing we see is. Wait, Lawrence is at the doctor. For um an STI cuz we can assume it's an STI we is later confirmed but the doctor says you should always wear protection. <laughs> so It's not funny cuz it happens to literally any of us. Um but it just like it made me I got some joy out of it because it was just like a is this your king? That and I was gonna say, like, as the Lawrence have, we've gotta accept that ill. That, you know, like that's that's the risk you take in being out here doing doing, you know, just racking up bodies like that with no condoms. And, but I, I, I found it a little interesting that Insecure, you know, the show that, you know, like our the first season, we was like, Why ain't they got no condoms? They chose to make it a you know, like a safe sex point, you know, using Lawrence. But okay. It's like here, dang. But yeah, I mean, y'all niggas be burning. Doing the most real hunching. I got like an hours long debate in one of my groups today um, about oh, if Lawrence a whole Issa hoe, mm, not really. She just I, did whole shit. She just did, did that one whole thing, but she's only had two bodies. One of them just is a week old. I don't think Lawrence is a hoe. Nothing, Lawrence. After that whole montage, after this episode, I can confidently say that he's a hoe. But he got a train ran on him. Mm, but here. I'm. Here's why I say Lawrence is. Here's why I say Lawrence isn't a hoe. He just did some hoe shit. No. He that's not. He's not like. Although he's doing bodies, he's not enjoying this. Like he's not. This is not what he is thriving in. So you got to enjoy it to be a hoe. I feel like you have to. You have like it has to be like yo. This is fulfilling. It's not fulfilling to him. Cause, a, cause then at that point you're just like you know like you're just doing some shit, but like if it, you're, if you're a hoe and like you f- is fulfilling you like man I'm having really good sex, 
I'm getting I ain't make whore, not right. You know, it's like okay, well, hey, shorty a hoe, and that's you know, like she claiming it, or he claiming it. You know, this he's you know this is he Lawrence is going from one extreme to the other, from being super cuffed up in two more relationships to being like, well, I won't get cuffed up, but I'm gonna just fuck everything. But he's been like his whole phase last season was more out of spite you know he hurt hunched tasha he got that train ran on him then there was a parna well i was saying like rushed into but i was saying like was, tasha okay. and, and a parna they were like re- like that was him like just being re- a relationship guy yeah, it was like casualties of you know of serial monogamous and i was watching yeah. the wind down too which made the same points like his last season was more like him hunt hauling through the pain this time it's him just you know hauling because he could yeah um but yeah so then we go to Issa and nathan she's at the city hall. City, city hall getting her permits and like the the chick was real like negative like but i just want to bring up this is a we we said this might become a storyline later after they mentioned it in the last episode and, and lo and behold it yeah, she's trying to act on it which is good um so that was cute, but but it was like when she was discouraged, like, oh, you know, you'll need this, you're gonna need this permit for this and this and that. And then it's just like overwhelmed, and then she comes outside, and, and Nathan has like coffee for her, which I thought was so cool. And again, like I said, new niggas are always so supportive. But here's my thing I feel like I'm I'm disappointed in Issa. I'm I'm assume she's college educated in the show. Is, is that fair? No, she is. She said, okay, that. yeah, yeah. She met Molly in college. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why she thought she could pull this off within like a month. It take more than that to do an event on campus. It did. What kind of event? I mean, I guess it depends on the event. Well, I'm saying like it took more like the scale of what she was trying to do. Like you would have to say like, oh no, I'm probably gonna have to push it out. You know, like on on campus, we you got to record room like at least a week in advance. Mm -hmm. That's true. You know she. She act like she was gonna be like, okay, so yeah, everybody just meet here in a month. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I guess she's being very ambitious, and I guess she's trying to hit the ground running with the ambition since she just quit her job. I guess, yeah. When you're unemployed, you really be uh, inspiring and stuff because you got the time. But um, Nathan was, like you said, Nathan was there and 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 he was supportive. Um, didn't offer her any um any connections or help filling out the paperwork he was just saying like you could do it you know um i mean one even if he wasn't a felon which he is like he's new there so it's not like you know oh yeah i know the alderman or whatever like he can't really just plug in like that. i mean he could say hey we'll fill out the forms together because you know we'll we'll dang maybe maybe no because she already said that uh uh, what's call it i'm on i'm gonna be like maybe he can't read can't be no drug dealing barber we can't read how how you you <laughs> right you gotta read text <laughs> you can't unless he just communicates in emojis that is hilarious oh uh, that's a movie that's a, a plot line but okay so yeah um then he was like oh tell your homegirl that andrew has a jacket so molly's been avoiding him you know molly be weird sometimes and she said she was like didn't want to be awkward because she was doing the most but I was like, y'all are high off Molly and edibles. So I think you'll kind of understand. You ain't never. I, I felt where Molly was coming from and like, ooh, I'm a little shame because I feel like Molly and even, you know, like in like myself at a, like when I partied in college, I was a completely different person. Mm-hmm. We my my LBs and I used to joke, oh, that's hot rod. What hot rod does during a party, that's. That's what happened during the party. But on campus, I'm very put together, you know, wearing suits in class, you know, like just someone like, you know, someone like, oh, man, he, he really must be on the ball. So when and I feel like that's really what Molly is or what Molly tries to be. Um, So for her to be so unhinged, you know, at at the um, at Coachella in front of him, she like and that was their first impression. She's really shamed because that's not who she is. That's not what she prides herself on being. Yeah, that's understood. I mean, I've had a moment like I met someone and I, the, the night I met them, I got really, really drunk. So the next time I met them, I pretended like I didn't know them because I'm 
but it's like it's kind of more understandable <laughs> when everyone's high off Molly and tripping and you know at Coachella because they probably do Molly but the guys were cool <laughs> Kelly right well not in jail they stayed out that's how they get Molly but you know but anyway so we go Issa and Nathan laid up again you know she's telling him like I was thinking next year so it sounds like she understands that she has to push it out. Um, you know, I thinking I was thinking this would be a really good location. And then, you know, Nathan proceeds to ask her, like, uh, how do you know when it's real? And Issa being Issa, she's like, well, you know, they got Yelp reviews. Plus, I've been there, so I know it's good. And, you know, he's like, nah, 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 like us, the feelings, the relationship, basically. It was like super sweet. Yeah, it was it was I, I, I liked I, I I thought it was a dope moment in that, you know, they showed a man being very I don't know if you want to say vulnerable, but very forthcoming with his feelings and like, you know, sharing them. Right, which is not common at all. Uh, I don't Especially when it's like the fact that she was like, I because then he's like, I like you. And then she was like, I didn't know we could even say that. Like, that's how you know how uncommon it is. Like nigga just being like Well I felt like Issa is more so Jinx I felt like Issa was more so like She like it was a thing of like They they were on the tip of saying I love you But they she kind of walked it back mm-hmm. With that like You know I didn't know I, I felt Issa handled it poorly I mean what was she supposed to say or do I th- I think, you know, like a man was like, yo, I, re- I really like you. And she like kind of cracked a joke and was like, oh, but, you know, like, I really like you, too. It's like, OK, like I, it's like, see, this is why as a man, I don't really be vulnerable and forthcoming with my feelings with you because your awkward ass got to make a joke right now. I mean, it's it's easy. You know, so it's like, mm, all right, I guess we'll keep that's that's how I, I took it. But. You know, I'm, I, I thought it was a dope moment for them, you know, even though I'm not a necessarily a Nathan fan. You know, I, I like that interaction. And um, I'm sure with everything Issa's got going or l- lack of what she has going financially or with her job, she, um, you know, it meant a lot. I, I mean, okay. Um. Um, so later on, we see oh, yeah. Issa. She's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I like in the neighbor, she was like, "Yo, can you clean up after your dog?" He's like, "I ain't got no dog," and you just hear a dog barking in his apartment. Uh, but Issa gets a call about there being there's been an investigation opening open about an assault in her lift, right? And um, shortly after the ha- hanging up, she um, she tells Nathan, text him like, "Hey." Lyft just called. What did, what did she say about the fight? Um, oh, they said it's an investigation question mark or something like that. Yeah, and I, I think I felt like he responded oh, okay, like he said something, but didn't, but not much. I don't, did he respond? I don't think he did because she said she. Had... Yeah, she. I mean, later uh, later on, she said he didn't. Um, so maybe I was incorrect. But um, what did, what did you just real quick? I thought. I get why they they're doing that and like it's for the plot line, but I felt like it was a little unrealistic to me that there would be an investigation. Yeah, I don't think a dude like that would make a complaint about it and probably just take it L. Right, like nigga, you were smoking weed in the car. Yes, I know, but I was assaulted. <laughs> like I don't think he doesn't seem like the present charges type. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I it was a bit unrealistic just because of how, like, you over here running for the baby, I mean, not a baby shower, in the Uber. You really don't care that much about anything. So, <laughs> why are you pressing charges? It's all a complaint. Yeah. But, hey. Yeah, unless, yeah, I don't know. Unless, unless, like, maybe Issa marked something on him to get him removed from Lyft, and he kind of did it out of spite. No. You get what I'm saying? So I'm saying, like, unless Issa, like, kind of filed a complaint, like, yo, this rider was mad disrespectful in my car, trying and smoking when he shouldn't have, which would have, like, 
then made made it where he was like he got kicked off a lift. Wait. Then he might have. You said he would think she may have made it. You, or get, you thought huh? she made it. No, no, I'm saying the only way I see the guy who, you know, was rolling up in the car filing an oh, investigation like, with Lyft. Yeah, is is if Issa reported him initially saying, hey, he was, you know, an insubordinate driver, a rider, did not comply with my request, he should be kicked off Lyft. So then his Lyft account's in jeopardy. He goes, well, shit, I was assaulted in that. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, Uber. that makes sense. But who you how know. professional could this kind of guy be? Uh, well, I'm saying it would be a spite thing. Oh no, yeah, definitely. So, so anyway, fast forward because uh, we spent a lot of time on that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we see Kelly, Issa, and Molly are. I guess this looks like Kelly's because it's not. Yes, yeah, must be Kelly's house because you know how everybody else's house. Yeah, and they're put. Uh, they're putting together like a little cake. Like it's a it's I I don't know is it a onesie cake for Tiffany's baby shower? Is it, what they onesies or diapers? Pro, okay, diapers. I I I, I didn't I, I didn't know, but they look cloth. Anyway, it doesn't matter. And um, they're talking and they're, and they're having a discussion about dating interracially because Issa is really pushing for Molly to date this guy Andrew. I think that was also her being paid because everybody got mad over that one paragraph in her book that she wrote four years ago. You <laughs> think it, you think it is? I think that may have had something to do with that too. And maybe that was maybe more so in the casting agenda. <laughs> I mean, it talked about him being Asian and dating outside of the race and all of that. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you know, I've been screaming that since we met, buddy. Well, I guess that was just last episode. Yeah, but um, is this insecure? Or is this power? Why? Because you know, Issa's trying to get Molly to date a drug dealer and you know live the life with her. Well, do you know he's a dealer? Or he just had Molly that day. I believe he's a dealer. We we last episode we said him and uh, Nathan were dealers together, and that's how they got the Molly. I mean, that's you know our Nathan's just a weed dealer, but he hooks him up with the Molly. Okay, and... So you got it all broken down. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, what did you think about the interracial dating I mean, thing? Like, or it was not just kind of particular cup of tea. But I mean, uh-huh. I get it for the sake of the show. And then Molly says, "Black men may not be the move for you, so let's try." She she already curved one Asian man, like we saw in season one, like I said last week. So, uh, well, in the midst of the discussion, you know, Kelly being Kelly, she talking about you know I'm having sex with the black one, and she's she was like, "Is Nathan the black one?" And Issa goes. Kelly, can you learn niggas' names? You are not effing my man. And soon, I was like, oh, Jesus. Here it goes. You claiming them. Once you claim them, that's when... Hmm. And then Molly was like, yo, man. She's like, yeah, you know, he surprised the hell out of me. Blase blind. I was like, girl. Alright, here we go. Because soon as you start bragging on a nigga. Soon as you... <laughs> soon as you start speaking positively. Here they go. As soon as you give him a little coochie at the top of the Ferris wheel. Emoji one. next to his name. <laughs> like. Um, in addition to that, Issa tells the ladies that she um she's she's gonna do this block party and it's gonna be through her company called Musical. But it's gonna be M U S. I Q A L and the Q is because they do events quickly. Ooh. And they promptly clowned her. <laughs> Boo, that sucks. Yeah, it was trash. And then she texts Nathan again. Yeah, that was trash. Like, yeah, um, you need to go to back to the drawing board with a name, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. But um after that they just talk about how they need to get to um the baby shower early to help Kelly or Tiffany set up. Um, trying to think anything else with that Mm, what else we talk about oh yeah just you know they just kind of pouted on Molly like girl you single you may as well talk to this nigga yeah which I didn't American dragon I um I felt like uh 
like they was like you single you single as hell your coochie got cobwebs coming out of it but i felt and and i and i I don't know maybe i'm i'm i was trying to be too prolific like what you know like is single is your singleness level measured by how recent a relationship was or when the last time you had some sex I just think, well, we ain't seen Molly with a real man. I feel like she's been taking relationship L's. She ain't even had a nigga for more than like three, four episodes. Yeah. If that. If like, I guess Joe was the longest, huh? And that wasn't even, you know. He was somebody else's nigga. <laughs> right. That was somebody else's man. So it's like, sis, like, you need, you need to do something. Something's yeah. got to be done. So uh, fast forward, we see uh, Lawrence and Chad hanging out at a bar. Um, and then Derek later, he walks up and joins them, um, which I was a little shocked that, like, that the three of them got together at the bar. Why? Because, like, Lawrence is in Chad, that Lawrence, like, Chad is Lawrence's homeboy. Mm-hmm. And Lawrence really only knew Derek from Issa. But they hang out the three of them all the time. They did that last season, remember? Well, more they hung up his TV, no, and to me that was more of a that that was more of a you two niggas were the only other two niggas I knew no, that I were available. They had another. Um, I don't know. Chad was there, but it was definitely him and Derek when he was like, "Was she fooling around with me the whole time?" Remember? He yeah, got yeah. Because he saw. Yeah. But so they go out. Well, I thought that was more so just because he would be the nigga that would have the information. I don't think he said that whole thing up just because they was gonna be you know together, but they hang out. They're friends. I think they've grown to be friends maybe over the, since we haven't seen think them. About but it, they had other nigga friends too that he could have called to hang the TV up. Remember at the beginning of season one, the niggas is in the strip club with. Right. I'm saying like, like they probably just weren't available. That's how I, I rationalized it in my mind. It was like, oh, Derek and Chad were the only niggas that were available. I think they're actual friends. I don't know. I mean, I think men, men are, and, and men, men friendships are a lot different. Like, this like I'm sure he's like Lawrence has spent a lot of time with Derek over the years, like being with Issa, you know, because Tiffany and, and them are close, and probably Tiffany and Derek were like one of their only couple friends because Molly and Kelly don't really be having boyfriends. Anyway, I thought it was a little strange. If anybody else did, let let us know. Yeah, I don't think I think it was just normal because they hang out. Uh, they have a rapport with the three of them so yeah so oh yeah we, we didn't even discuss this part because we skipped the part where um lawrence called all his people he made the calls which is so crazy That's right like, me catching the std like is a fear of mine in and of itself but having to call people is let like, me tell you how std free i am like that didn't even dawn on me when he when we saw him get the std I was like, oh damn, he got burned. Oh my God. Like, Wait, you got to tell everybody? Bruh. But I guess he didn't know who he caught it from. I mean, yeah. I mean, not even to track back stuff, but by law, you have to go tell people. Like, I don't know how many real niggas listen to this podcast, but if you ever had like a scare and shit, like you ever got tested, bruh. <laughs> I'm not transparent, I want to be. But like, women, we have like our own women issues, but if you don't know nothing about your body for real, you would think it's an STD and go get tested and be freaking out. Oh, okay. And okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that happened to me when I was a teenager. Um, Damn. <laughs> I went in there like, oh my god, I have like super gonamidia clap. <laughs> <laughs> I have the hip. <laughs> and the lady was so judgy and she was just like, well, you know, if these test results come back positive, you would have to call all of your partners. I was like, nigga, what? Every, uh, both of them? No. Like, not my partner, but that's before I was having, even having sex with just people who like ate me out. But like, <laughs> even that was like, nigga, what? The nigga with gingivitis gave this to me. I know like, it. Oh my God, it's just so nerve wracking. So that's always been like a fear. So just to see that was super like triggering even though I never even had to make the phone calls because I was like, look, if y'all gonna take me to jail, I ain't calling nobody. Good. Hey, man, Twitter, Twitter, it, they had some interesting stuff. Somebody said, somebody, and I, and I, I'll, well, I'll go screenshot the tweet if y'all don't believe me because I'm, I've been STD free. This man said, wait, he made the calls? He didn't just use an anonymous mass text service? 
You can do that? That's a thing? I I what? guess there is. I oh, guess there is. Crafty. That's... Did that get retweets? People do this? Yeah, it got retweets. People was like, y'all, people was like, y'all telling too much of y'all business on the timeline. <laughs> oh no. That would be going with me to nah. Can you imagine getting an anonymous automated text? Hello. You may or may not have gonorrhea. Please text wire in if you've gotten text. And, and like, that what? would make probably make me not go get tested. Because I'd be like, one of my homeboys is playing. <laughs> you know like who is this like stop playing that is wild man so that's i count it uh because i feel like that's something we do or melanie did at least uh and see in the season two opener but uh he made 10 calls um apparently he only slept with nine of them yeah i counted the calls too he did he did 10 calls and then he it was only three women in the the in the montage. In the montage. So that's in between either he hunched seven people and that like those calls. Well no, hunched six people and that he, those girls were including the calls, or he's hunched like twelve. I took it so, in, I, I just I assume he had nine total. Alright. Um so yeah, man. And then he's like has to be more to life than just going to work and hunching. Yeah. And of course chat was like, Sounds great to me. Well, so can I say one thing that I thought of when I heard this line? Is that, you know, with the failure of Woot Woot and even the failure of his relationship with Issa, I feel like Lawrence is a little afraid to dream right now. Or he doesn't really have any dreams. You know, like, after, like, oh, he, like, went out on the limb to pursue Woot Woot. It didn't go as planned. It, you know, it got turned down or whatever. He's not willing to dream, but you need kind of like those dreams or those extracurriculars to be fulfilled. Yeah, and then he's realizing that, you know, hoeing ain't what he thought it was going to be and all of that. So it's kind of like, poor thing. Poor Tudor. I really don't even hate Lawrence like that. I hate Lawrence Hive. Yeah, I was about to say, Lawrence as a character is one of like, you know. Yeah, good for him. But not not good. so next, uh, Chad is like still being light skinned about his failed engagement. I mean, duh. And then apparently he titty fucked two strippers at his bachelor party, which is yikes. But I, I feel like you can still get married after that. It's just so no you. So if the male strippers titty fucked your bride the night before y'all wedding, he'd be like, "It's cool. It's gonna meet me at the altar in your white dress. We ain't getting no younger, so you may as well do it." Right, is that what you're saying? If your mm. queen got okay. titty fucked. Mm-mm. Nah, I'm... I'm exactly. Nah. Nah. <laughs> you just got a visual, didn't you? Yeah, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Is this your queen? <laughs> just the... Just like a... Just... Oh, God. <laughs> well, my future kings don't have to worry about that because I don't have enough titties to get titty fucked. So... <laughs> mine don't even touch, dog. So you are good. You are straight. Wow. I, yeah, I'd be living. Yeah, exactly. It's like, that's but you know what? Because like, that means he's what? like sitting on her stomach. I don't even know how that works because I've never done it because, again, no boobs. But like, that's like almost more intimate. It's it's just, it's really weird. No, I actually, actually. don't even know how it works. I'm, I'm just talking right now. But I'm just saying, it's just a weird like thing. Like, yeah, like. Cause like like you said, you as a man, my butt's got to be all on your stomach, and it's just not it's just not ideal. Like just get I some. Can, it is knowing Chad. I knew his rationale was like, I mean, I ain't fucking fucking my titty fucked him. Like, right? <laughs> you know, you know, better, like that's what... it does not make it better. <laughs> he said, I, he said, I apologize. She could have taken me back. And then Derek was like, Lawrence, you take Issa back. And then he was like, No. Fuck no. Right. Hell no. Child, yeah. He said it really aggressively. Like, yeah, she a hoe. So I'm like, nigga, you did the exact same thing. And then... And he was... he. It, it, but shout out, Lauren stood up for Issa. Right. He said, she not a hoe. She just did some hoe shit. And cheating is some hoe shit. It is. It doesn't make you a whole hoe. So... 
which is what he was saying. He's saying she not a hoe. She just did some hoe shit. We've all been there. <laughs> so, uh, what, what we've all been waiting for the baby shower. So Issa and um, Molly walk up and they're greeted by this woman named Blair. Stranger named Blair. And um, she was like, hey, we, we're here. To, you know, Issa was like, hey, we're here to set up early, but are we late? She said, oh, no, like, you know, the crazy crew just wants to show up and, you know, really help or whatever. And she's like, crazy crew is like, yeah, that's what Tiff is calling everybody on her planning committee. And, you know, we've talked about it uh, on the show before, how, like, women have different Definitely. friend circles. And I said last week that she was going to find her some mommy friends. Yeah. And so, you know, you see her friend, you know, her mixing her different friend groups and, you know, trusting one group more than the other to do this. Um. So, yeah, there's that interaction. Then Lawrence arrives and he brings Derek's, um, he brings a gift for the baby, brings Derek some OG Kush. Um. Derek makes a point that niggas are mad disgruntled by about the co-ed baby shower. Yeah, all the men look pissed. For real. Because f- I've never been to one. But I feel like that's really just a place to be if you with with your lady. you never been to uh, a baby shower? Or a co-ed baby shower? Either. So you've never been to a, a baby shower in your entire life? Nah. What? Anybody? No, uh, but like, uh, I mean, only one of my friends has a baby, and he, but he was living in Texas at the time. Damn. So I mean, I mean, even I guess even growing up, like, I'm a guy. They, I just stayed home with my dad. Damn. I guess it is different. Yeah, baby shower means meatballs. That's another thing. Her, I knew her baby shower didn't have meatballs. He didn't. <laughs> uh, Derek didn't have on a Burberry shirt. I'm like, what kind of? He had on his his Jay Z joint. Uh, shout out to Tiffany uh, who had portraits of herself painted as a pregnant Serena yeah Beyonce and and Cardi B Um, as you saw in the the wind down I think they said uh, Amanda kept those I mean I would have too I love the Cardi one I didn't recognize the Serena one right away I didn't right no I I didn't either Uh, the Cardi one was funny I felt like that was the funniest that was the funniest one um Okay, uh, moving forward. Uh, so there's a moment where Lawrence is about to approach Issa. And he's kind of smiling. And then here comes Dro rushing him, asking if they could go smoke. Niggas. And Dro's r- real antsy. He's like, yeah. um, he's like, hey, 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 man. Um, I heard you had some kush. He's like, yeah. Can we, can we go do that? And, and like... I'm Dro. I feel like they too old for like him to beg to go smoke. Like dog. Like if if I offer you to smoke, then you smoke. But you doing a lot coming up and asking. I mean, I guess it just depends. I don't know. I don't really know we etiquette like that because it's just not really my thing. But I mean, it's also yeah, like I just felt like it was a lot. Like the kids. Uh, smoke, so like <laughs> I said, the kids they smoke. Who? So. Oh, yeah. Um. So after that, uh, Issa calls Nathan and it goes straight to voicemail. Find out his voicemail isn't set Trapper, up yeah, like man. a true trapper. Um. She's talking to Molly. Tells her it's been a day and a half. Molly offers to call him, and uh, so they call from Molly's phone. Go straight to voicemail once again. Um. She say he's such a nigga for not having a voicemail, which is hilarious. I don't. It's one thing not to have your voicemail set up. Isn't is another thing not to just like use the automated message. Yeah, I thought that came standard anyway. I guess that depends on your phone service. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it's a nigga thing to just use the default like you read six three zero six three one you know whatever. Oh, that's niggerish. Oh, well, I'll be there. Yeah, not but to not have your joint set up. That's just you trapping. <laughs> night whatever. Um. So then Issa approaches Lawrence. They had like a whole turn. Molly like, oh, let me go. I'm like, I guess I got to go speak to Lawrence. But he was standing next to Dro. And then I was like, no, because if you talk to him, I have to talk right. to Dro and all of that. And I was just like, girl, that ain't me and my friends. And then when Issa went up to Lawrence, Dro was like, hey, 
Like, bro, if you don't get your big yeah, goof ass. Like, like, these people are way too old to be acting this awkward, though. Like, am I going Well, they, but they doing some extra shit. They not doing normal shit. You know, Molly and Dro not. Like, I hope I'm not like this when I'm in my 30s. Yeah. So anyway, they um they updated each other on their lives. You know, she she tells Lauren she quit her job and that she's working on a business plan. Lauren's being the good sport that he is. He said, oh, so you working on a business plan. Um, well, if you need some help with that, I got it you. It was funny. It was a cute little back and forth little thing. And I was like, oh, I appreciate this. It was... And you know, I'm I'm gonna just say as someone like if you've ever had a nasty breakup, <laughs> there does become a point where you do forgive each other, you know, enough time has passed and you do see each other and, and it's just a, it's like dang, you know, outside yeah, of all really the BS you, nice you actually were really cool. It's nice LOL filled conversation. Yeah, it's nice and we I can have this it. banter. You know, she's like, Yeah, you really got your S together. Meanwhile, we all know the real truth. He Fresh off, I don't know the name of the pill that you got to take for chlamydia. Thankfully, it's curable, but <laughs> dogs out here bad, man. Yeah. And um, and Molly looks on, she looks at Lawrence and Issa interacting, and you could tell it, like, warms her heart. Yeah, she was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to go talk to Drew. Because she's today. like, man, you know, I'm going right. to go over. Right. And you know, Dro, Dro looking like the monster he is. He just over there on his phone by himself. And she's like, you know, hey, Dro. He was like, oh, oh, we talking again? You know, because the boundaries. And um, I loved it. I'm a very petty nigga. It was so tricky because I know a Dro ass nigga. Like, that shit killed my soul because I'm like, I need to leave these assholes alone because I know. This is exactly how an exchange with this person would go. Like, have we been? I mean, I would hope not, like, because you married and I don't want to be your side chick no more. But just like, it hurt me. Like, I was hurt for Molly because it's like you try to be the bigger person or you just try to have a normal conversation. And you can't stop being an asshole for five seconds. Uh, it's these light skinned niggas, man. Nah, because you, you, nah, he was, he, I mean, he still was like hurting from, you know, um, you know, the, I guess the falling out and the boundaries. You know, like he he cared about Shorty, but, but even after he, she and walked away, it. like you know how niggas when they petty, petty, they kind of like you know chuckle to themselves. Like no, that nigga was still mad, but we find out later on why he may have been a little testy. So we'll get to that. Yes, yes, we do. Yeah. Um. So Kelly arri- finally arrives. Uh, with her cupcakes but the crazy crew doesn't want to sit them out now kelly had to be arrived hella late you figure if dro and you know lawrence has already arrived so most of the it started so she's showing up hella late you know for her to be the best friend um so they don't want to sit the cupcakes out Kelly Till, so then... She starts cussing. She's like, you know, these are the Gladys... Not, not Gladys Knight, the Patty LaBelle. No, it was Gladys. Was it Gladys or Patty? Yeah, Gladys. Yeah, yeah. They were. it was in the Gladys Knight cookbook. Oh, yeah, she was like, you better midnight, midnight train. train. <laughs> yes, hilarious. Hilarious. But, um... So she goes outside, and she's very flushed. And she's like, no, y'all don't understand, because Molly, you have Issa. Because, you know, it's like the friend group, the friend's all four of them, but, you know, t- Tiffany's her person. And she's like, right, she's they're closer to, her one to best friend. People. And that's sad. That's really yeah. sad. And I get it. You do? No, I, I do. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm, uh, I am could, I don't, it, could saying, you just like, give some insight have, because. Okay, like, I have a group of friends and it's that one person that I'm close to in the group. And with the other, you know, two to three or whatever people. And if. I, like if I don't have that person no more, it's kind of like I don't have a bestie in the group anymore. Like we are friends, but I have my partner. If that makes sense, okay. Like Destiny's Child, okay. Uh-huh. Beyonce and Kelly were closer than Latavia and Latoya were. So if Latoya didn't have Latavia, yeah, like she just didn't. You know, 
I don't know. I guess it's a girl thing, maybe. Girls will get it. So I understood. And then uh, Tiffany comes out. She's like, what's going on? And then um, they asked why she wasn't on the planning committee, while they weren't on the planning committee. And then Tiffany's like, none of y'all offered me a baby shower. Like, even if y'all would have asked, I wouldn't let y'all plan it. But I would have still fake done it, which was telling. Because, you know, we even said their attitude towards the baby last week. Like, who refers to their baby, your friend baby like that? Clearly, y'all not that close. Right. And and Issa and Molly both gave prompt response, you know, reasons why they didn't offer to throw a baby shower. Mm-hmm. You know, Issa, I was broke. I was at Daniel's. And, and Molly goes, oh, oh, I was changing jobs, too. You know, mind you, she was all up, you know, on vacation with some big tall nigga before she switched jobs. You know, so, like, but you know kelly's like well you know them hoes is trifling yada, yada yada but tiffany's like look we all have life shit going on we always life is always gonna happen mm-hmm. this is my first baby and none of y'all offered to help not a one you know and and then she was like well you know and kelly's like well why did you let you know well when i offered you still said no she's like well you know just blair has a child so i figured she would be good at this Raggedy. And that really hurt Kelly. Yeah, because you trying to be there for your friend and shit. Like, you're not good enough because you don't have no kids. It was like, you don't have to have kids to know how to plan a baby shower. It definitely would have been meatballs at that baby shower if Kelly planned it. I can tell you that. I'm sure they had probably. But I don't know. And stuff. You know? Like, I understand why, like, some people would get upset about that statement. But to a degree, I feel like. I, I get it, especially knowing who Kelly I don't, is. But uh, like Kelly, Kelly, not the. I mean, uh, of course, we've only seen a, a, a certain facet of Kelly as a character, but like you know, like Kelly's this wild. Like I'm a fight at Coachella, high off the Molly. You know, I be fucking these little dudes that you know I don't really be knowing their name. You know, I'm a mess. That and it's like that's that's not. I mean, Kelly is a professional as well, so she has a real job and all this kind of stuff. I'm sure she has big responsibilities, making good money. She can plan a baby shower. Like, okay, you ain't ever been to a baby shower, so maybe you think it's more complicated because this is the first one you've attended via TV. But it don't take that much. No, I'm just saying, like maybe. I'm just saying, like maybe the vibe and the atmosphere and the decor Kelly would have set is not up to the standard that Tiffany or like a mother would want. You know, and like you know, and like Tiffany's very bougie, and we saw they had the very nice glassware. I don't think and, it was that complicated. Her know, friend, even if still, she could at least been on the committee. At the very least, she could at least been on the committee and help okay. set it up I give you or whatever. That. So there was that, and then you know, it got really emotional, and yeah. So they go back inside, and then Molly and Issa are talking, and then Molly's like looking into spaces that they open the gifts. And then he's like, oh, you think about having a baby? And she's like, girl, you know, Tiffany on first baby. I'm not even on first date. And then Issa's saying that she feels like she's finally over Lawrence. And then Candace pulls up. We ain't seen Candace in about... Since Bob Brown got free. I thought she was locked in some kind of dungeon. Right. She, all the checks. Yeah. Right. All her checks clear. Um, yeah. East was being weird and laughing too hard, trying to make right. it awkward, but made it worse. And she was like, she hopes she missed everything. And she said, oh, y'all having a moment or whatever. And then she, I guess she walks off to yeah. the rest of the party. And then as they're standing there, Molly being Molly, texts Andrew. And it's like, oh, rain check on the date or whatever. It's the office yeah. still on the table, yeah, whatever she it said, is. It's like, hey, my schedule fl- cleared up. Is the, you know, is the offer still good? He's like, yeah, totally. And, um, after that, we see Lawrence leaving, and Derek was like, you know, thanks for coming, man. Hey, I saw you talking to Issa. He said the talk was good. You know, it was different. She's different. And, um, you know, once this, you know, it just resonated with, with me a little. I feel like maybe, maybe Lawrence is getting a little too ahead of himself. Hello? No, okay, okay, my fault. And, um, and, like, that he he's missed Issa and like he like just based off their conversation he feels like she's different like they could work now you know but this it's still a lot going on that he doesn't know right yeah he has no idea about the whole Daniel thing and none of that and all that 
But yeah, things are different. Like you're a different person. I'm sure if I had a conversation with my ex right now, it would feel like different. But it's always like ex conversations always feel so forced. Yeah. Don't they always feel forced? Like, okay, let me go in the talk. So it won't be no, you know, blah, blah, blah. Then it's like, you kind of want to know what's going on. You don't want to know. Uh, it, it depends it, on the, it, the setting too, especially when it's like an intimate mutual friend setting. I think it, it, it depends on the time. Like how much time you've been apart. You know? Yeah. I, I, I was able to have a very different conversation with my ex three years after we broke up than I was, oh, you know, yeah. six months. So, you know, like it's, it's, it's different. Like I was saying, like, it, cause the vibe of that combo was cool and stuff. So, you know, Lawrence, Lawrence, I think, which is interesting cause we didn't see any previews of him next episode. Um, we only got two episodes left. They better anything. stop um, playing. Yeah. So, so after, you know, Lawrence leaves and then Issa and Molly are in the kitchen finally trying to help with their raggedy asses, um, <laughs> washing some dishes. And as they're talking, you know, at some point, Tiffany goes, uh, Molly, how come you didn't tell me Jordan Candace was having a baby, uh, having a baby? And Molly's like, wait, what? And she's like, oh, not my news to share, but she came to my baby shower telling me, so whose fault is that? And Molly's face cracks. I mean, understandably so. And Issa takes off. Issa Issa does not stay there to support her. She goes out to take a phone call. Uh, Poor thing. What do you what do you think about about what we saw? I mean, let's dissect. I've been there. One, I did tweet. I was like, "Welcome to the that nigga had a baby on me." Club Molly, cause I like every nigga since like my first crush when I was four years old to now like at least half of them niggas that had a baby on me at this point. So I get it. I've been there. Um, there's no right way to take that. I guess in this situation the nigga is married, so it's not like he can't have sex with his wife. But that explains why he was being so stank earlier. <laughs> but it's I mean, yeah, that's that's why he you feel like he was kind of jittery like. I, I more because Candace was probably you know he knew Candace was gonna come and he know like they pregnant and yeah. So I mean it, know, it was it, it made sense after I was like oh, okay that's why you're being stained but like poor Molly poor Molly but that's all the more reason why you get your Asian king sis and have your little a uh, mini Kamorley Simmons and just be great because these niggas especially them light skinned tall ones trash. And then, dang, we can knock this on out. We almost done. So, Issa gets a call from the lift. And the lift lady says they talked to Nathan Campbell and closed the investigation. She was like, you you talked to him? This nigga's alive and well? And they're like, yeah. And she was shook. And she just went through the text messages that were unanswered and just was like, wow. Yeah. And the episode ended. And then we find out in the preview that it's been like a week or so. So, technically, she's been officially ghosted. And, you know, niggas love to jump ship when things look actually promising and positive, which is, again, typical nigga. Um, you know, maybe maybe he was really only with her, um, you know, to make sure the investigation didn't happen. Um, that was a theory. Or maybe he just felt bad. He was starting to like actually fall for. I mean, he couldn't. Hello. Do you think he was going to the taco place to f- try to bait her or something? Like I don't know how. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was like, I don't think that. He was like, he was like, damn, she gonna fuck up my. Oh my fault. I'm cussing all crazy. He's like, man, she mess. She gonna mess up my. Oh, look, um, the real youth jumped up. She, she gonna uh, mess up my my weed flow. You know, I'm out here really getting to this money. She gonna she gonna call it call authorities on me i gotta gotta go make sure shorty good so he, he was trying to pipe her down and stuff you know that's why he jumped in there naked so willingly he was like okay maybe i'll tease her with a little dick i don't know man. He, he fell in I mean, love I, she wasn't gonna incriminate him anyway because he low-key saved them so right and then he sent 50 dollars for so he was just doing the most yeah like it wasn't i think the hush money 50 how, how i fight in your <laughs> how i fight somebody in your car and i tip you crazy um, 
So, yeah, there. Um, I mean, there, there was you know the the friendship thing was really a big key this episode. Um, it's it's gonna be interesting to see how Nathan and if Issa progress. Um, more so if they don't progress, I'm interested to see what that does to Issa's psyche in terms of where she's at. Yeah. You know, like, does she fall into a depression? I don't think she'll get... If she ain't been depressed, I don't think she's gonna be depressed now. But she won't have no job. She'll be like, damn, I ain't got no job. I ain't got no nigga. Like, things was just going right, and then he ran off. Like, I... I, I you know, we'll see. But yeah, um, this is a good episode. Like the good, we're getting a lot of more context this season, which I like. It's not as much action; it's more con- context on friendships and relationships and people in general. So that's fun. So hopefully, we got two more episodes left, which is yeah, insane, I love this. But hopefully, they make these count because it don't seem like it's very going to be a very eventful yeah. or like long expanding thing. But we thought we thought the Coachella episode wasn't going to be too eventful and they did a yeah. good job of advertising yeah, well, sure it without be, which is true. that's true yeah so I, I, I'm giving them some some I'm believing in them for next week I'm not gonna yeah I'm not gonna doubt them because we did and then they gave us a Coachella episode and we was like damn um I my favorite storyline this year has been the friendship one because I think that's something we don't often think about as young millennials and I think it may be something like may you know like maybe we're dealing with a lot more than other generations just because you know like it's it's a mix our friend groups are really a mix of people not getting married and people that are getting married more so than like in the past i feel it's just an assumption mm-hmm. um any predictions before we go um i don't know i guess they didn't give us much to work with. Like, I don't really know what to say. I don't know. I guess the end of the episode, maybe it's gonna end with the block party. I guess that's my only prediction. I don't really know what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't have any. I'm I'm fresh out of ideas. I have a feeling Lawrence is going to develop an app to go to accompany the block party. And him and Issa are gonna work together on it. And they're gonna get back together next season. I, I hate to say that. I think that might be that what happened. And then I feel like Lawrence Hive and, and Issa Hive are gonna have to like come together to like get over it. And I don't want that to happen. I want to continue to argue. <laughs> I want fights. I want this what we've been this what we was missing the first five episodes of the season. But I mean, no, it wasn't missing because y'all would bring this nigga up every episode. Like he not in it. Leave it alone. God, <laughs> we want our king. <laughs> but yeah, um. I think that's about it i think that's it um i have to pee really bad so wrap it up make sure y'all live tweet or go back and tweet or whatever the case may be and it's lit all right all, all right, right. Bye. see you later guys bye